0: Welcome to Analyze Asia, the podcast dedicated to dissect the pulse of business, technology and media in Asia. The show is sponsored by IdealWorkspace.com, which promotes a healthier way of working through their adjustable standing desks. Check out their latest smart adjustable standing desk at Aspirus.co, A-S-P-I-R-U-S dot C-O, and Linkshare.com, where you can sell your products everywhere. Hi, Asish. Hey, Bernard. Hi. How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. How about you? I'm well. Where are you now? I'm in Bangalore. You're in Bangalore? So, and I'm talking to Ashish Sinha, CEO and founder of Next Big What. I guess is everybody would know is one of the well-known tech blogs in India. So I see I probably wanted to have this conversation because if I were to talk to you, you probably will be talking about India. And I think I've just interviewed PJ Shekhar Sharma from the yep. CEO of Paytm. I think you heard the interview. I don't know. Yep, how, you yep. do you, how do you find an
1: interview? It oh, was pretty good, you know. Vijay is, is always a fun guy to talk to.
0: Yeah, and I think he's very upfront about a lot of his thoughts and views. Yeah, but enough said, but I think I should probably come to you. So I want to start to get to know you better. So how do you get started in the space of technology?
1: Actually, I'm a hardcore engineer. I've done engineering studies as well as MBA and, you know, I started my career as a coder i used to be a part of some of the very good tech companies in in, in india before starting plugged in which used to be called earlier before next big you know i was a product manager at yahoo i was uh, working with yahoo india and uh, launching a couple of products in india it's
0: an interesting question for me to ask you i mean from yahoo you moved to startup next big the kind of interesting career lessons that you have learned along the course of
1: the biggest thing is i mean this is something from my boss used to say i mean discipline always wins over intelligence if you're disciplined it will always be anybody who's intelligent but not disciplined i think discipline has been one of the key driving factor for me what know?
0: made you start plugged in and then subsequently you evolve to next big what so what really
1: happened was that a lot of my friends were starting up and this is i'm talking about 2008 2009 when startup was not really a sexy word you know, the way it is now. A lot of my friends were starting up and there was no place where they were actually able to get feedback. There was no community play. Media always looks at the brighter side of startups, which is funding or totally negative side which is you know layoffs shutdowns the in-between product development product management piece is kind of missing so that's where i started up and said that you know let's build a community which gives uh, feedback to a lot of product founders a lot of tech founders that's why we called it plugged in because we wanted people to be plugged into indian startups very branded from plugged in because the Plugged In was extremely popular in geek segment but it was kind of an echo chamber you know we really wanted people to from industry to be a part of this ecosystem so which is why we rebranded to next big what and yeah it's been going pretty good
0: why i thought i wanted to speak to you was a little bit about the india tech startup ecosystem mm-hmm. from uh, outsider when i look in how does one actually navigate the startup ecosystem in a huge country like India?
1: If you're a founder, there are a lot of networking groups. There are a lot of places where you can actually meet other founders. There are some of the popular sites. They're there, For example, I mean, if you go to Next Big What, we are launching a forum, a community space on the site next week. So you'll naturally see a lot of people whom you can connect to, whom you can talk to. So I think one of the important pieces also that there are a lot of interesting events, very small meetup that happen. That's where you see a lot of interesting founders, you know, people who come and share their journeys so yeah i mean navigating india is not a big deal not a not really a huge challenge But at the same time, one has to be really careful about the fact that there are a lot of people who are more for money and less for value addition. I mean, typical lot of consultants who tell you that, you know, I'll get you funded in no time. That's something which one has to be careful about. Otherwise, you'll see a lot of investors who are very active on Twitter these days. A lot of investors or founders are obviously there. Twitter is, I think, a very good medium to start. You can connect to a lot of founders and investors.
0: In India, what are the interesting trends that's actually ongoing in the last three years? You have very skilled up companies with huge valuations such as Flipkart yeah. and Snapdeal.
1: If you really look at 2015, you know 2015 was a big year for India. Everybody was getting funded. Pretty much anybody who has a app idea got funded. Most of these fundings have actually gone to consumer market. Indian consumer market is big, I mean, really big, thanks to the population and the fact that Android has penetrated the Indian space. Naturally, there's a lot of money that has been invested in the consumer space. Having said that, I think 2016 is going to be a cleanup year for India you'll see a lot of companies going through a downturn. For example, a Flipkart valuation is down by 27%. Similarly, some of the other companies who were unicorns last year may not be a unicorn this year. It's kind of very interesting because the ecosystem is evolving. This is the first time India has seen this kind of interest right from the government to everybody around i've been seeing this space you know very active in this space since 2007 2008 this is the first time that we are seeing that it is so much of interesting activities that government wants to do and companies are really pushing the limits as well so, so are there so
0: kind of infrastructure building
1: government has always has five-year plans and uh, you know i mean what happens in five years nobody knows but at the same time i think given that even bad infrastructure is a great opportunity in india because then people don't take out their cars you know so then you have Uber and. Ola. Everything is a big opportunity in India.
0: Are there startup ecosystems that's actually congregating most startups? Like, for example, if you were to be in China, you either talk about Shenzhen, Beijing, and Shanghai. You don't talk about other areas.
1: So, for example, Bangalore is obviously one of the most important space, city for startups. So that's definitely one of the key places where you will find in Bangalore NCR, which is basically the northern part. So you'll find a lot of founders who actually want to see, who actually kind of settle there that's a typical from a location point of view you know you have pretty much MCR then Bangalore then Chennai Hyderabad so these are the different locations and even in a city like Bangalore there are specific zones which are extremely startup friendly you know you'll see companies out of company so it's pretty much well connected ecosystems
0: One interesting thing is that you wrote a report on decoding the India's unicorns and high growth startups what are the interesting analysis that have actually arisen in this report? Well, some of
1: the interesting facts are for, for example e-commerce e-commerce rules the unicorn space in general all the high growth space is ruled by e-commerce companies it, it has taken indian startups on an average of 6.1 year to hit the unicorn club in fact the fastest to go to reach the unicorn club in india actually is ola ola took only four years to hit the unicorn
0: club wow that's interesting yeah. do you really need an mba degree to be a successful founder then I, I think that was one of the things that you touched on yeah
1: as well. Yes, I think it's pretty interesting. A lot of us tend to believe that you need MBA to actually run a startup. Honestly, when we analyze the data, yes, I think MBA plays an important role, but at the same time, it's not really that crucial. For example, 67% founders of unicorn startups from India are non-MBAs.
0: Can you sort of give me a sense of like other than Flipkart, Snap, mean Paytm, any other yeah, yeah, any exactly. other unicorns so, that you yeah. talk that you can so, talk, tell me about? Right, Padium
1: founder is not an MBA guy, Vijay is not a, not an MBA, Sachin and bini Bansal, they are not MBA, Olaz Bhavish is not an MBA, so is the other co-founder. Quicker Pranay is, is actually an MBA from IM Ahmedabad. Pretty much everybody, there are very few, actually there are only 24 founders who actually hold a post-graduation in business, in, in, in MBA degree, you know, so others have master's degree, master's in science, which is from the US colleges. It's not really that important.
0: How about having US experience versus no US experience then? yes i think
1: for a majority of founders it has actually played a big role we have analyzed a lot of data on that a lot of them have been to u.s essentially looking at uh, for example if it's not u.s they work for mncs so there are two things one is working in u.s versus working for mnc which is u.s based for example flipkart founders have worked for amazon so similarly inmobi founders have worked in u.s most of them have worked for u.s companies
0: but how about like things like age and successful founders is there something that's experience actually matter in this space so i mean, my general belief
1: is that a lot of us tend to believe that it needs a lot of experience to actually run a startup but if you really look at it except for you know, a couple of founders none of them had a lot of experience less than five years of work x let me just pull out the data for you the average years of working experience you know for a unicorn tech founder we found was 4.2 years which is pretty normal i would say it's it's not really a big deal 40 percent of them had only zero to two years of work experience which is quite interesting you know so if you look at it Maybe because of their lack of experience, they were able to break through the clutter.
0: In the report, you talk about metro versus tier two founders. What does that mean?
1: So typically what happens is, you say on an average, I mean, so what happens in India is there's a middle class. So what really happens is that, you know, there are metro cities and there are tier one and tier two cities, which are small towns, which don't have a lot of infrastructure. Metros have all the infrastructure. So the natural belief is that those who are in metros are actually pretty good, you know, so they have access to a lot of resources. And which is why they can actually make a better founder. They can make, probably they can, they're a better entrepreneur because, you know, they have access to pretty much good colleges, good schools and, you know, good society. But what we really found out was that, you know, only 30, 34% are from metro cities and the rest, which is 66% are tier 20 and from small towns. It's, it's a big, big data. If you really, really look at perspective that, you know, metros are not really, producing a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of unicorn entrepreneurs. It's the tier two and the small towns which have actually produced a lot.
0: Is it because of the problems and and also the way how they scale the company?
1: Exactly. So so my personal belief, and I, I come from a tier two city, that it's not really a function of resource availability. It's a function of the challenges that you face early in, in your life. So that's when you start relating to problems that others are also facing. And plus, when you are in a metro, you take things for granted. But in tier two, you know, you have to fight for pretty much everything, you know, so right from, I mean, you're school will be located at a certain distance. So you'll have to either walk or cycle down that. So a lot of things you learn on the way, you're more street smart than others. That tenacity to, you know, really that persistence actually comes when you actually struggle pretty early in life.
0: Which cities are most of the startups located in? I think I asked that question just now. Yeah.
1: So, you know, Bangalore is number one. You know, Bangalore is hub to pretty much most of the uh, startups. But at the same time, I mean, having said that, Delhi, I mean, NCR is actually becoming a big hub. Similarly, Chennai and Hyderabad are also picking up very, very well. I think four years down the line, you know, you won't see Bangalore as the number one city.
0: Sorry, MCR is where?
1: NCR is basically a mix of Gurgaon, New Delhi and Noida, you know, so, so this is basically North India. Mm.
0: How about Mumbai? Because it's a yep. financial capital.
1: Mumbai actually produces a lot of companies which are extremely, either they're in ad tech or they're in commerce. So, Mumbai is obviously one of the key hubs. But at the same time, I think, so when we analyze the data, what we saw was that 50% of high growth startups are in Bangalore. 13% are in Mumbai. 22% in North. Pune is like 6% and Chennai was 9%. You know, So, it's kind of mixed. Bangalore obviously rules right now because there's a lot of great
0: Talent available Would I say that Bangalore is equivalent to Silicon Valley or yep. Gunchu in China? Yes, exactly. Probably I wanted to ask a question like, is there like a central place where startups in Bangalore actually group together, you know people meet people, you know like for example, in guan we meet the Starbucks between yeah, Qinghua yeah. Park is where most of the founders would meet exactly
1: so there are uh, very interesting hubs in bangalore for example where our office is so we have a coffee day here then there's a costa coffee in in a place called Koromangla. you'll we'll find a lot of investors and startups over there so there are hubs in in bangalore where you'll actually see a lot of founders pretty much every alternate table is is actually occupied by entrepreneurs
0: mm-hmm. or the investors so i wanted to ask you like what are the st- interesting startups and emerging unicorns in the following category so tell me e-commerce who are the unicorns or the interesting startups
1: so, you know, Snapdeal, Flipkart, obviously, I mean, these are the known guys. I mean, having said that, there are a lot of vertical e-commerce companies coming up, which is, for example, focused on just women uh, segment, like is there. Then we have First Drive, which is on baby segment. So you have a lot of, similarly, furniture, you have Urban Ladder. So a lot of interesting e-commerce companies are operated in India right now.
0: And and this was partially the ones that are driving the unicorn growth. Yeah, exactly. What about payments? Paytm? 80 percent market share
1: i i don't know about the market share i think mm. you know it keeps changing every day so but yeah paytm is obviously you know going for a kill free charge has made a very good comeback flipkart everybody else you know so they're launching their own wallet so it's going to be very interesting because india is cash is still a big component of transactions in india and paytm has a very interesting offline cash strategy so instead of paying for your fuel you actually use Paytm cards, you know, so you use a Paytm account. Similarly, free charge is also going off to the offline market. So I think, I mean, it's one of the hottest space in India. Payment is really a big deal.
0: Now, what about logistics?
1: A lot of companies trying out, right from Deliver to Express Vs to, you know, pretty much uh, a lot of companies are active in this space. I mean, at the same time, India is, the, the last of my logistics in India is still a big challenge. And that's where, you know, the government run post office is actually has actually turned out to be a big so their revenue was really the revenue really jumped last year thanks to all the e-commerce companies using their service
0: okay then what about on-demand services i mean taxi i know all our caps is probably the only like one unicorn in one category right are there any other interesting on-demand services
1: yeah Uh, you know so so there are a lot of very interesting companies for example there are companies like jugnu Then you know so basically there are a lot of categories. So for example, there are bike taxis. You know so like for example, Uber launched its bike taxi service in India. So similarly, you have a lot of startups in auto space. Space you know so automobile. You know so I mean it's basically auto rickshaws service right so they t- essentially bringing they are bringing auto rickshaws on demand but yeah ola caps is the only unicorn in that category
0: and real estate i know housing.com and a very controversial yeah. founder who has left and started something <laughs> else so yeah. what is that about
1: yeah i think it was all fun last year when rahul was there but yeah i mean real estate in india is going through a tough time the sector is generally not doing very well and because of which consolidation is also happening so for example Kamalpur was acquired by quicker and you know so but but real estate i think definitely Definitely, there is a lot of action happening over there, but in the, the industry itself is going through a tough time.
0: How about mobility and Internet of Things? Like, for example, mobility, I will be thinking about mobile apps and Internet of Things will be like things that interact with sensors.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah yeah, i think mobility yes i mean app space is kind of a big space in india you given that if you just look at facebook numbers in india you know it's pretty high right so more than 120 million users in india right and largely people are using their devices to access facebook and pretty much any consumer product so apps are definitely a big it's a big market opportunity i mean having said that a lot of funding went to app space last year and a lot of companies are now Rethinking their app strategy and they are launching their desktop site as well, you know, so because what really happens is even though people are doing a lot of transactions on their apps. Uh, They're still using desktop for discovery. Internet of Things, yes, I think government is trying to push a lot. There are a lot of companies operating in this space. But ultimately, my belief is that IoT will succeed only when, you know, you have ability to manufacture in India. And and government
0: is changing that. So mobility, I just want to come back to mobility. Can you give us some examples of interesting apps in India that is very specific to India itself? Not a Facebook, not a Google.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, so there are a lot of apps in consumer content space. Similarly, for example, there are apps like Practo, you know, which connect you to doctors. So essentially, you you use the app, you find a doctor, you just book an apartment over the app using the app itself. Any consumer category, you know, so you'll find even in content consumption, there are at least 20 apps which are doing very well in India. Now the new on-demand services... They are actually driving a lot of app consumption as well, you know. So, for example, a lot of companies like Magic Tiger, they're only, their app only. A lot of food apps, food tech companies are
0: app only right now.
1: Mostly, you know, mobility is driven by a service behind it. So it could be a food service.
0: It could be, you know, any concert service. Mm. So, whenever they are entrepreneurs, they are investors. So, who yeah, are the major hopefully. venture capitalists or angel investors in India? I mean, we're talking about the credible ones and how do they invest in companies?
1: So I think you know, pretty much standard names, Sequoia, Axel, Nexus, Akalari or safe partners so so you're yeah, pretty much a standard set of i mean which are pretty well known in the global space as well and, and i think you know angel space in india has heated up but at the same time right now it's slowing down right now deal discovery is still happening offline there's not a lot
0: of platforms like angelists in india so are there any angel investors that are known in the india market yeah, yeah
1: i mean there are a lot of them you know Bratan tata who was the chairman of tata group you know is one of the most active angels in india Similarly, Rajan who's head of Google APAC, I believe, not just India. He's one of the active angels, you know. Similarly, you have Anupam uh, from shadi.com and a lot of uh, very, very amazing angels in India.
0: What's the impact of, like, say, India conglomerates such as Tata Group Reliance and Infosys? What's the impact to the startup ecosystem or have they done nothing yet?
1: So my personal belief is nothing. But having said that, I think a lot of them have created jobs and at the same time opportunities for everybody else. For example, Infosys is known as a company which distributed ESOPs. And it was one of the few companies way back in, you know, early 90s to have done that. So those who were Infosys are on. From that time, they have made a lot of money. So yeah, I think that's kind of really so you know, so, so inspiration is how I would say Indian founders look up to them. A lot of them have plans to do something in startup space, but I haven't really anything I haven't really seen anything concrete yet.
0: Will they come in at some point?
1: Will I mean I think they will, but uh so there were a lot of plans after the 2015 boom. Now that things have settled down, think there's a bit of downturn happening in India right now. There's a very few series A happening. I'm not sure whether they'll really focus on this space.
0: Do you see the rise of internet conglomerates in India such as the BAT and if so who are the likely candidates to be on this list?
1: So my personal belief is companies like you know Paytm Flipkart Ola they are going to drive you know they are kind of there will be the conglomerates, internet conglomerates in India. I mean, again, Snapdeal as well. So so what's happening in India is that if you conquer the payment space, you actually can control the e-commerce space as well. This is a strategy which Paytm has followed. I believe you know they have learned a lot from this Baidu, Alibaba and Tencent strategy.
0: So recently, President Modi unleashed the initiatives for Startup India. So what are the interesting policies in your opinion are interesting to the ecosystem?
1: This is something which has not been implemented yet, but the only thing that I really look forward to is that shutting down a company in India should, should be extremely easy. You know, right now, it's not. You just you just can't shut down a company in India. So one of the things that they've announced recently in the budget is that, you know, shutting down will become easy. I'm looking forward to that implementation.
0: And so with US funds slowing down their investments in the US, are you seeing the same situations that are happening to the unicorns here in India? I think you talked about yeah. the Series A crunch earlier. Do you see yeah. other things happening?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, not just unicorn everywhere, you know, across stages. Angel funding has become tougher you know raising angel round is getting tougher now investors are looking at more data more you know traction right earlier it was more about ideas now it's a lot about traction it has impacted the indian funding scene and i think i personally think that it is for good we needed that kind of market correction i mean i think everybody needs it
0: this was still a story that's still going to be continuing and i guess it's going to be much more interesting as the year goes by asish tell me where do my audience find you
1: So I'm very active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, rate C-N-H-A. It's basically spells as Sina, pronounced as Sina, right? So C-N-H-A.
0: And you can find me at C W at com. Subscribe to us at Analyze Asia, A-N-A-L-Y-S-E, Asia, A-S-I-A. You can find us on Stitches, iTunes, SoundCloud, and ACAS. And of course, tweet to us. And if you have any feedback, let us know. And uh, Asish, once again, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Bernard. It was great talking to you.